myself I have an MBA securities licenses and clients net worth for decades for 15 million dollars they have 50 million dollars so you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science you use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do that? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good Solid. I have a journalism background as well. Well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over-competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick 
an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process, right? Yep. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room. So Scott uh, is going to help us mm-hmm. navigate the Final Four. We started a three-part series, How to Bet the NCAA Tournament. <laughs> and we use those concepts and how that ended up. And ended up, let me look it up here. Uh, I, I just know one thing, right? First, you know how they say the smell test? First test is you look at your bankroll and the money you started with, the money you're ended with when, when it's a lot more and you're already buying things with the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a success. What do you think, Scott? Yeah. I mean, I looked at it today. I just looked at it a half hour ago with my wife. I'm 1,100 <laughs> times over what I was when this tournament started. So it's it's been an amazing. I mean, we had a great first round struggled a little bit in the middle and it have had a phenomenal last two days of the tournament. So, you know, it, it, it's been really good to watch. You stick to the process. You don't vary from it at all. And it comes to fruition. And that, and that's exactly what happened. There's only three games left. So yeah. Um, so yesterday we were, yeah, yesterday we were one, two, three, four and one. Damn Texas. <laughs> Text. I thought we were going to win that text aside, too, to well, be honest. Had, with you. you know, they had a guy who was missing uh, 22 points a game in the last two games for Texas. Yeah. Out. And yeah. what Coach needed to do, he would kick himself. He would have talked to me or would have talked to you. I don't care if it's the team manager. Jay Wright was saying it, too. He did, he did it. It doesn't matter. The team manager can come out there, foul three or four times, make sure they don't get an easy basket. Play fundamentally sound defense and give you all he needed was three minutes more rest with his other guys, and they win that game. Right, right. So it was for 31 minutes, it, it was looking real good, and that, that injury did not affect them. And then Miami just decided, hey, let's shoot the ball. <laughs> One of the guys went 100% from the field. So, um, you know, kudos to Miami. Yeah, 100% from the field. I mean, there's two things, right? Obviously, there's some luck involved, but that that kid was locked in because he was oh, like no doubt. 11, 11 for 11 on free throws. You know, and and that's the other thing too, Larinaga, and that's what I liked about Larinaga uh, with George Mason, and I like about Larinaga now is that he has an offense. Yeah, everybody who's in at this point is ultra talented, right? So everybody pretty much in the NCAA can take somebody off a, a dribble, right, and score. And you can do that, right? But if you can't and you're locked down, you need an offensive philosophy. You run that offense and you make the right play, uh, you should score every time. And that's what that's what that kid did. That kid made the right play every time. That's why he had all those assists. That's why he had, you know, he went seven for seven, then like whatever, 13 for 13 on free throws. Right, and the, and the one thing that really impresses me with Larinaga, not only his basketball uh, smarts and acumen is, is off the charts. When he was 
down 13 and Texas was scoring every trip down. The look did not change on the sidelines. No. Did not get rattled, did not get frustrated, did not get upset. He just stuck with his plan. And he knew eventually it would start working. And sure enough, you know, it started working. And, and Miami is a, is, a, is a dangerous threat to win it all. I mean, all four of these teams, are, to be honest with you. I yeah, mean, they have yeah, we'll distinctive get into styles. But. We'll get into it in detail because I know you do a yeah. lot of research. Yep. Yeah. I do a lot of research. So we're going to give you a lot of information fast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this, this is kind of like a traditional podcast on that. The other ones, and I'll probably just, couple of the last ones, they have uh, long-term inter- information, right? Long yep. view. Because we're like the only sports betting podcast that A, uses business financial concepts, and then B, we think long-term. Yeah. That's why we yep. will tell you about the losses. We'll tell you about the losses because you have to learn from your losses. You have to check your thinking so you're not delusional. Yeah. Right? Because you, you, especially successful people are prone to being delusional because they're, they're having to get out there. But we all know one bad mistake can destroy you, right? Yeah. So we'll go broad and narrow. Yep. And one business concept we always talk about, Jerry Jones is talking about it now. Uh, owner of the Cowboys is corporate governance, right? That's within fundamental analysis. There's technical analysis. You can turn on CNBC and they'll talk about charts and stuff. That's technical analysis. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever gotten rich doing that. Fundamental analysis, people have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. And one of the main hogs of fundamental analysis is corporate governance, who's a trigger man, right? Mark Cuban, uh, Elon Musk, that's why you see those guys in the news, Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell, because they're governing. And if you have the right, like Plato said, right, if you have the right dictator, if you have the right governance, you'll be successful. And all exactly. these things are good. So what we're doing is in comparison to each other, so we can get to the truth. Because once you can get to the truth, you can anticipate outcomes. So that's why you have to do your research and background to make as much money as we have. So you got to think long-term. So John uh, Laranega, right? So we we go 78, 43, 64%, 59% you can live in Vegas, 70% is elite, we're 64%, right? And you saw how up Scott is. I'm up as well. So I'm around, you know, God bless America around, you know, $16,000. So, we're, you know, but the difference is a lot of people made money during the NCAA tournament. The difference between Scott and I is that Scott and I share freely, share the information because there's enough money for everybody. It's a $134 trillion market, right, Scott? It, absolutely. You know, it's, it's not, when you when we talk about this, it's, it's not, people think, oh, you, you're not bragging. You're just saying the plan and the process has netted us this money. So, you know, get into the plan and the process with us and listen to these podcasts because it certainly does work if you've gone through, like I've been a part of this for two years, NFL, NFL playoffs, college basketball last year. To get 60% with all this madness that's gone on exactly. is, is really phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. So... You know, it's a credit to me. Yeah, because we have a process. 
yeah. we, you know, we're successful people because we're in our fifties and we're alive. That's that's success. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> or else, you know, we would have we would have died a long time ago. And right. uh, these are the process, same process you use in any probably decision making situation and in any investment that you're yeah. looking at. You have to go through the same process and narrow down what you know so you can anticipate outcomes so you talk about corporate governance right that's the first point second point is having a long view right salesmen yep. think short term businessmen and women think long term long term right and laranaga right in the press conference he said uh begin with the end in mind right it's stephen covey seven habits of successful people he had his team visualize, close your eyes, and visualize yourself in the final four. Mm-hmm. So when we're picking these games, it makes a big difference if a coach has, we talked about the goals, right? We talked about guys who just want to beat win the regular season title. Bill Self, all he won, he won the national title last year. He didn't want to win it this year. His house could not take it. All yes. he cared about. Was a regular season title, which he won, and he planned a surgery during the conference, right? And then they lose in the second round because he wanted to lose in the second round. You know, he has this flint heart attack. Other guys wanted to win the conference title, the Big East conference title, right? Or the the Arizona wanted to win the Pac-12. They didn't care about the NCAA tournament. No, not at all. Then, and the first round exit clearly clearly shows that. Against Princeton. So, so. Scott and I are all, so we can pick up, because listen, nobody's going to tell you the truth. They want to obfuscate. They want to muddy the waters of the truth so you can't predict outcomes. Because if you can't, right? Yeah. Win your competition, because believe me, we're, we are competing against other betters. We're competing against uh, the casino. We're competing mm-hmm. against the sports book, yep. right? We're yeah, competing against time, right? So those people, the casino, the sports book, <laughs> other sports better, they do not want you to know the truth because then you can anticipate. Right. So what do we do? We re-engineer the lies we're being told. We're like, okay, that's a lie. Why are you telling that lie? In what tone did you tell that lie, right? So coaches right. will tell you what their goals are. Lernigo's the final four. Bill Self, the regular season title, right? Conference title was Arizona. What do you think? As we set up a basis for picking the final four, uh, what are your thoughts at that point? Yeah, and the other thing I think, too, going along with that is, is sometimes when lines come out, right. Vegas wants you, is trying to bait you into picking that line over, under, side, whatever it may be. Right. Like I'll give you an I'll give you an example. I'm not I'm just just using a line. I'm not it, there's no line out there that says this. San Diego State minus seven against Florida Atlantic. <laughs> Vegas wants you to pick a certain side. They want you to pick Florida Atlantic. Okay. Right. Why? Because they know something that none of us have heard or know. And then you look at the line, you're like, that's kind of really strange. Like Vegas knows something that we don't. Well, well, part of the manipulation, right? We can use a lot of example. And it happens in NFL all the time. All the time. You know, it, but it happened this past weekend. Uh, 
just looking at it, right? Just taking advantage of people who aren't following along and are just looking at the lines. We were at this point, we were 11 and 0 San Diego State under. Mm-hmm. The line comes out at 135 and a half. Right. I know the next game was 153, which was UCLA gets Gaga or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Someone sees 135 and 153 says, oh, that's going over. That number is too low for a college basketball game. This college basketball game, you've seen people throwing a lot of threes and stuff. If they had done the research and known that San Diego State was 11-0 to the under, you got to pick under that, right? So what and- happens? This is why it's not market-driven. It's manipulation. The line goes up to 137. Because that same person sees 137 or sees 138, what do they say? And then because it's compared, they call it the anchor drop thing, right? So yeah. the anchor was 153 because they saw Gonzaga at UCLA 153, and they looked, oh, San Diego State, right? Creighton, whatever. What? What? 135? What? Wait, 137 now? Wait a second. That's still too low. Both teams should be able to blah, blah, blah. This is common basketball, blah, blah, blah. Find three fast breaks. Yeah, they're manipulating you to go over. Yes, yes. We just cleaned up on the under. And who bets the oldest on these games? People that have not watched San Diego State look at the number and say, every other game's in the 140s, 150s. Why? This is one that Vegas must be baiting us. We're picking the over. Right. Have you watched San Diego State play? Did you watch them play yesterday? Their defense was in full force yesterday. They right. did a phenomenal job against Creighton, who averaged 85 points a game during the season and only scored 56 yesterday. <laughs> but as, as the same token, San Diego State was missing dunks. Yes, they were. You go on Ken Palm, they, they're a subpar free throw shooting team. There was, there was a stretch yesterday in the game, no exaggeration. Creighton <laughs> missed the layup. San Diego State missed the dunk. Creighton missed the dunk. San Diego State missed the layup. I mean – in a four-minute stretch, from the eight-minute mark of the second half to the four-minute mark, both teams scored a total of four points. And I messaged Josh and say, "We got this," we got because it. they they scored four points in eight minute and four-minute stretch. Both teams combined, not just San Diego. Both teams combined. So and I, I knew right it up in the fifties. Yeah, uh, before the live stream, I said, "Hey, you know, Dutcher usually after the first game, whatever in the tournament." After that, everything's in the 50s because that's what he grew up with in the you know Hoosiers era of Midwestern basketball. Because right. Dutcher's old. I'll, I'll look it up. Dutcher, Dutcher's been coaching forever. And this is the other thing as we get into corporate governance here. Uh, all of them, mm-hmm. every single coach in the Final Four is a long-term thinker. You say, what, what are you talking about FAU and Dustin May? Dustin May worked for Bobby Knight. Right. And he earlier this year a game against Detroit Mercy. And I was reading, that's why you have to do your research. The head coach of Detroit Mercy, Murphy, uh, Mercy is Mike Davis, who coached Indiana to the final game. And Indiana won, almost won a national title. Yep. Uh, they lost against Maryland. And Coach Williams, one of the most worst games ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. the so he they confirmed he said hey man you might have a final 14 he was the first one to tell them Mike Davis the FAU might be a final 14 because of skill level speed 
no drop off one through ten, right? So they wear every, almost everybody out. They do, and 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 the thing is this: is yes, Florida Atlantic's in the final four. Yes, a lot of people are saying it's a Cinderella story. They're thirty-four and three. It's not a Cinderella story. It's know. it's a fact. They were the best team in that region. Right. No question about it. Hands down. And they're in the final four. All five, all four of these teams were the best teams in their region. That's why they're here. There's, there's no Cinderella story in the final four. Yeah. No. Zero. Zero. Yeah, another interesting statistic. To uh, start the season, UConn was ranked 16th. Miami was ranked, I think, like uh, 26th. Yep. So that means that the top 15 teams in the preseason AP poll uh, did not make the, the lead eight or final four. So, so here's why you, you shouldn't follow, uh, you shouldn't follow uh, stats either. No. Okay. The so reason maybe why the end of the season, you can see who, who can offer the rebound or not. But other than so that, I, no so I look at the, that. I look at the rankings all year. Does everybody know Purdue was like a top five team all year long? Yeah, number one. All year long. Yeah. What happened to Purdue? Bye-bye. Fairly Dickinson beat them. Right. You think Purdue was a really good team? I don't think so. Oh, well, don't think it was so. a Big Ten title. Well, did you watch the Big Ten tournament and know they had a triple bye? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the team played three games in a row, three nights in a row. Well, Purdue is resting. In the fourth game, they're playing Purdue, and Purdue barely beats them in the last second. Did you watch the guys play all year long? They were terrible. Did you watch, yeah. did you watch Zach Eady play all year long? He wasn't very good. Yeah. So He's that's why. Guy. Everybody get, you know, you're 7-4, you get the ball, you turn around, and you dunk it. What, what can you do? So then everybody says, you guys pick Philly Dickinson or Purdue. Why, why would you do that? They've been top five all year long. Why would you do that? Because they're not very good. You do your research. They're not very good. The best player on the court was the number two for Fairly Dickerson. And yep. you got to think Fairly Dickerson didn't even win their conference, either regular season or the conference. And that's the thing. And I said it before, and, we, and we'll say it again. Fairly Dickinson lost their championship game in their conference tournament against Merrimack. And right. Merrimack couldn't go. Right. So Fairly Dickinson went. And what happened, Purdue said, they didn't win their conference tournament. We're not, we don't have to take them seriously. Uh, you went home after that game. So. You're right. And, and that was a home game for Purdue. Playing it Columbus. absolutely was. It absolutely was. Yeah. More, more to add more embarrassment to that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Dustin May, long-term thinker, he, he, he wants a team that uh, it's going to get to a Final Four. He doesn't care where he's at, FAU, wherever, right? And he, um, FAU is in Bunker Raton, which is Miami. Miami's yeah. top 10 city in the country. So there's millions of, there's a, there's a million players for him to choose from in that area. And then, you know, he's big in the high schools in the Midwest. So guys who, uh, you know, get kicked out of school, transfers, whatever, he, he has an opportunity. He did a good job of picking the right players. Uh, and, it, and Coach Dusher, Coach Dutcher, this is going to be his fourth 
final four. Yep. And he made the remark that recruiting people, he told them, hey, we can make a final four from here. So mm -hmm. He was thinking big, right? Life lessons, think big. Think big. Because believe me, if, if you have imposter syndrome, you don't think you can do it. We're the most educated generation ever. If you don't think you can do it, you get imposter syndrome, you know what? You might get lucky. Because so you're better off thinking big, right, than playing the lottery. You got bigger chance of you doing whatever big thing you think you can do than actually winning a lottery. So why not, right? So yeah. from a San Diego State standpoint, he's in his now fourth Final Four. He won a national title, right? Glenn Robinson, yep. those, those two, that was a good Michigan team. Uh, then the next year, they lost to uh, Loyola Marymount mm -hmm. and Gathers and whatever back in the day. Yeah. Scott made a good point. The 2020 team, when the, uh, when the tournament was canceled, uh, that team is, was far better than this team. No doubt. No, no. This team's really good defense. Maybe this team is a, a hair better defensive team than that team. But that team has some lights out guys who used to come off the bench because they're a defensive team. So, like when yep. they were cold yesterday, uh, think of an Xavier Thames with one of those guys. He's probably, I'll see where he's at. He's either in the NBA or in Europe. He used to come off the bench and just light it up. Or sometimes he's starting to light it up. He was a scorer. So, imagine that, right? Right. A great defensive team. Uh, that Kawhi Leonard team. <laughs> They should have coached that team a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just get the ball to Kawhi and let him score with that great defense you guys have. But they did make it to the Sweet 16, and they lost a last-second game. Yeah. Kimba Walker. Yep. And UConn, that's, that's where UConn lost. So you got two long-term thinking guys here who neither of these guys – think it's a long shot for them to be in the final four so what's your breakdown of that first game it is uh san diego state minus two uh over under is at 131 and a half i've already bet the under to be honest yeah. with you yeah i've already bet it and, and everybody they're gonna, says they're gonna bet the under now i wanted to think about it for a little bit but I'm yeah. going to put the inner down because I think it's going to go up, believe it or not. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so, too. Uh, so, I bet so, so San Diego State, if you – anybody saw San Diego – seen San Diego State playing this tournament, their defense is smothering, absolutely smothering, okay? 57-56 yesterday <laughs> is a clear example of that. And that's right. not a fluke either. That That's for real. That's Again, for real. Yeah, it gives Creighton, like you said, that average 85 points. 85 game, points a game and scored 56. The league, the Big East, they got two teams in the league. The thing, the thing about San Diego State that impresses me a lot is those kids know they're not the greatest scorers in the world. They're not going to score 20 points consistently every game, one of them. They need to play defense to win the game, and they bought into a system lock, stock, and barrel. Same thing with Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is a, is a good shooting team, but they turn the ball over a lot in games. They turn it over at inopportune times. And to do it against San Diego State, where you're playing a slowdown type of game, because San Diego State's transition defense is phenomenal. 
they get back on defense really, really well. Because Creighton tried to run, and they couldn't because San Diego State got back on defense. So Florida Linux not going to be able to go up and down the court against against San Diego State. San Diego State will get back on defense. Um, It's in a dome, which means the shooting backgrounds will be a lot different than these kids are used to. It will take them a half to get used to it. So my first bet is the game, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic. The over-under is 62.5 in the first half. I'm going under that number. I just think it's going to be a low-scoring first half, which means – if it's a low-scoring first half, I'm going under in the total game, and I've already bet both. Right. And you, everybody says 131.5 is a very low number. Have you seen San Diego State again? Well, well to quantify this, what, we're 13-0 and 0 now, San Diego State unders, and we told everybody yep. about it. Yep. And how do you know that San Diego State has gone under in every single tournament game? Because I bet all of them. Yeah. Orange County. In my life, I've lived about 13 years in San Diego. So I've lived six years, in, you know, recently in my adult life in San Diego. Now I live close to San Diego. I have a lot of friends in San Diego, sports-minded guys. And a lot of my San Diego friends are sports-minded people. So we've watched a lot of San Diego State games. Yep. And we and it, know the coaching philosophy, and we're 13-0. and 0. That doesn't mean we're going to go 14-0. and 0. It's real intelligence situation all the time. Right. And analyzing this. I would have priced the game at 125. Yeah, I would I would have as well. There's an NIT game tonight that's 115 and a half. Ooh. 115 and a half. Yeah. And I listened to the guys on the radio and I did some research and I bet the first half line, which is 52 and a half under, and it's Utah, uh, not Utah Valley. It's uh it's Wisconsin and North Texas, because mm-hmm. both teams can't put the ball in the hoop. So um, you bet the under on that? I bet the under on that because because of what I see, this could be a 56-53 game final. It could be a San Diego State game. So I bet the under in the first half because I, I just don't think – And that's the other thing too. The, these coaches uh, – let's say this guy, you know, he, he's in an NIT game. Uh, he's watching the Final Four. A lot of these coaches are copycats. So they're going to look, look at that San Diego State style and say, hey, this might be the best chance we have to win is to play that style. Right. And the best thing for these two teams is they're playing the first game because both teams have never been here before. To sit around all day and play a, play a 9 o'clock Eastern game would be the worst thing for both teams. Right. Too many nerves, too many uh, second-guessing, too many whatever. So the, for them to open up, it's better for them. I just think San Diego State's going to win the game. I, I I think Dutch has been here before. That means something. I think his defense, defense travels, doesn't matter where you go. Yeah. I don't think Florida Atlantic has seen a team defensively like this but, this year. So so I, I would love to pick Florida Atlantic. I just can't. I, I'm going to go San Diego State minus the two, okay. under the 131 and a half, and under the first half line. I just think this is a low-scoring game. Because what the NCAA is going to do is say, okay, San Diego State's going to play a low-scoring game. It's going to happen. There's nothing the refs can do about it. <laughs> they just and they'll be Florida Atlantic will be tired at times, and they'll they'll miss shots. The back shooting background will get them. The 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 moment will probably get them a little bit too. So, 
You know, it's a totally different thing in the Final Four. You're playing in a dome. You're not playing in a in Madison Square Garden like they were. You're playing in a shooting background less dome where the shooting background is not that good for them. So I think the shooting will be down a little bit. And I think San Diego State's defense will, will mesh it together. And the case that Florida Atlantic turns the ball over in, in opportune times, it hasn't got them yet. It probably would get them in this game because their possessions will be few in this game. So I think Dutch has got it right where he wants it right now. I, re- I really do. No, right, so I'm going to go the other way on this. Uh, Florida Atlantic has a, a uh, be ranked. Uh, 87th in turnover percentage. Let's see, San Diego State. They rank uh, 119th, right? So, Florida Atlantic has a better turnover percentage. I like, I could go both ways. I could bet San Diego State on the money line. Yeah. So, Florida Atlantic plus two. I'm going to think about it because I, what scares me about San Diego State is what always scared me about San Diego State. Uh, I've lost San Diego State games where they had the game won, like yesterday. Yeah. And they are uh, 74.4% from the free throw line. 308th. Yeah, that's... Country. And then Florida Atlantic is worse. So they're both bad... Uh, Free throw shooting teams. Uh, one thing this, I don't think the first game, this is not going to be important. This will be important in the second game. The national title game is a percentage of bench minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Florida has a ridiculous number. They have 38.6% of the game is played by their bench. Which is why they're here, really. They, they yeah, absolutely came down late. Absolutely, he said two teams who are going to try to wear out each other. It was going to boil down to. So it's funny because both teams are about the same. Uh, San Diego State is thirty-seven point five. So thirty-seven point five percent of the game, uh, San Diego State has bench players in it, and Florida Atlantic thirty-eight point six. So that's that's we've been preaching that all all, all tournament. Whoever has that wins, and these two teams kind of prove it. That's some a thought just popped into my head. See if I think I'm crazy. This game may not crack a hundred points. No, highly yeah. possible. Highly possible because well, the shooting well, back. Mike Davis, remember Mike Davis? Remember that? I'll, I'll look up that that title game. Mike Davis. Remember Mike Davis and Dustin May, the coach of Florida Atlantic. Yeah, very yeah. close. He's calling believe me. Yeah, he's calling Bobby Knight. He's calling Henry Bibby because he was out at USC for a while. And Mike Davis. He was in the final later, final four, too, when he took USC there. Yeah, he did. uh, With with your guy from um, Scalabrini. Yeah, Scalabrini. Scalabrini. Yeah. So so I I, I personally think every every part of the research that I've done leads me to believe that this is this is going to be a very physical sluggish type of game where Florida Atlantic and San Diego State 
are, might just go for four minute timeout, like we talked about the four points right. great and shit, where they might not even score. That's how, that's how, I mean, it might just go up and down, miss shots, miss free throws, you know, miss three pointers and stuff like that. So that, that certainly leads you to, to another San Diego state. under. I mean, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, I might double up on the sand and on the under total under in this game, because I think it's just nothing's a lock as we've said before, but this is an 80% chance that this game is hitting the under. And if it's like 25, 21 at halftime, which could very well be, there's no way these teams are scoring 90 points in the second half. So, um, it, uh, it just yeah. all looks to that. The side's going to be close. I may readjust and, and change as the week goes on, but right. as of right, because because there's still more, plenty more research to do. I've I've already looked at looked at research this these two well, games in a similar game. Think how about this in a similar game? Uh, two thousand two. Um, Indiana against Michigan State, fifty four, fifty seven. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you, you can't underestimate shooting background in this game. You right. can't. And how many times have these teams played in a dome? Probably zero. Probably zero. You know, I know San Diego State went out to Maui, played right. in that invitational this year. I, I know they played against really good competition, so I think it prepared them for the, for the tournament, obviously. Um but Florida Atlantic and San Diego State have never been on stage like this before. So this is, you know, and you can't underestimate that either. How these kids react to this stage. You're going to have 80,000 people jammed into that building for these games. Right. So. And this is one thing about Florida Atlantic. And that's why you have to watch these teams. Yeah. Where they have, we're on that long win streak. And I started watching them. If their threes weren't hitting, they had no problem going to the hoop. Yes. And they played a good team. They got the defensive back. Uh, after made baskets, they would throw it the length of the court to the other side, which they're going to have to do that against San Diego State to get some cheap points. Yeah, they have. Right. So that, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's the, the problem San Diego State has. If one of these Florida Atlanta guys comes off the bench and gets hot, San Diego State's done. Yeah. Because they can't score. No doubt. No doubt. Agreed. Agreed. So I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I it think definitely it's is. Plus, plus two, Florida Atlantic. Uh, we'll post on Twitter and stuff. Chad will break the tie. I'm yeah, and, and, and as I said, I'll, I'll both DM agree on the change. under. And if the number goes up, bet the under again. Absolutely. <laughs> and if it goes down too low, if it goes down to 115, for example – then at that point, but yo, before we move on to the UConn game, the joke that I've always had is, is what you bet the under till it doesn't go under anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is this is, this is clearly classically setting up as it's going under. It's going under because there's no fluke in San Diego State. Okay, one or two unders, and then an over. Okay, I get that. Thirteen straight unders is there's a philosophy in a way that San Diego State plays and that's under. Right. Oh. Yeah. So again, that's that game, right? Yep. The next game is uh 
UConn against Miami. Now, when you look at corporate governance, Laranega, this is the second Final Four, right? This is the second Final Four. Uh, last time he brought uh, George Mason to the Final Four. Yep. And that was just really great coaching. He had a lot of average to above average college guys. He got to play as a team and then went all the way through to the tournament. Yep. If they competitive game in the Final Four. Uh, now he has his Miami team here who's scoring no matter what, they're they're scoring in the high 80s. Yes. Yeah. And they're in great shape. They showed that yesterday. Uh, the other team was missing one, but still they hung in there all the way to the end and wore them down and won. Uh, the common denominator in this is that both, well, uh, Hurley, right? His dad's a Hall of Fame high school coach. Yeah. Anthony's in New Jersey. New Jersey. Correct. Hall of Fame coach. Correct. Uh, Dan Hurley uh, played for and is now uh, one of his mentors he calls is one of the guys Larnaga calls every week. Guess who that is? He's a senior hall coach who took senior hall to the final four. The same way Larinaga did with some average above average guys. Oh, took, that's um he got that's Calissimo, Calissimo, right? PJ that's, Calissimo. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Now so makes now makes sense. The long-term thinking has, right? Yeah. Uh, what's his face? I think I have the picture here of that game because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that game. That was in Bob Seattle. Hurley, in the final four. Bob Hurley, his brother, won a final four, right? Yeah. What a final four. And these that's both of them guarding each other. Uh that's Dan playing for Carlissimo against Hurley, and they're talking trash to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk much trash when you're on your knee going after a loose ball, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's a Christian Leitner team and all that. That's so, that was in Seattle, I think, wasn't it? The final right, four? Exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Duke Seton Hall, P.J. Carlissimo. Yep. Uh, so now the whole gang's going over there to Houston, right? They're all coaches. Dinner's uh, on me, guys. <laughs> Bobby Hurley, the job he did at Arizona State, I mean, it was pissing me off. We're like, oh, Arizona State, bracketology, Arizona State first four out, right? And, then, and you know, and that gets in the mind of the committee and stuff like that. No Arizona chance. State should have been easy because, remember, Arizona State blew out Creighton by 30 points, and Creighton ends up being the Elite Eight. They wanted yep. Arizona out, and the only reason Arizona State got in was that um, Hail Mary they threw against uh, Arizona. It was a crime they played in the play-in game, to right. be honest with you. Exactly. They should have been lock, stock, and barrel in the tournament as a, as a quote-unquote 7-10 to 10 seed playing in the NCAA tournament. So. Right. Well, and, and if you're going to make Arizona State a 7 seed, you have to make Creighton a 7 seed. Yep. Because they beat Creighton at Creighton. <laughs> you know Absolutely. I, mean? I agree. 100%. You know, it's a, but, they don't take these into account when they do this stuff. They don't know. take this stuff into account. So, you know, and, and, but we make money exploiting that. So, what, what do you think about this game, Scott? So, UConn's been on a major roll. <laughs> they haven't had a game except for the first game against uh, Iona and, until they, they woke up in the second half. So, right. David on a major role. Miami 
has played after the first game, has played really good defense. You don't look at Miami as, as playing good defense, but they have. They have. They shut Texas down in the second half yesterday. And that that's a that's a hall a credit to Larinager and his style. Doesn't get upset, doesn't get rattled. They were down 13 early in the second half, and he was still calm and collected, not calling timeouts because he had confidence that his team would come back and win the game. Miami is a very good shooting team. So I think this is gonna be this is gonna go to the over, I think, because I over just don't see so yeah, I don't see Miami minus five and a half. 149. Yeah, this is going over. Miami has shown they can score score. UConn has shown they can score. So this this is going in the 150s to 160, I think. And bet it now because it's just gonna go up before right. Saturday's game. So you, you gotta bet it. You gotta jump on it now and bet it now. That's that's so, number one. Some games you bet right away, some games you wait till the middle of the week, and some yep. games you wait till 30 minutes before uh tip off. So two of the four sides, we've basically already three of the three of the five, we've basically already taken care of under right. in the San Diego State game, over on this game. Miami owns the state of Texas right now. They beat Houston and they beat right. Texas. I'm gonna take Miami in this. Hmm. I think Larinaga's style is going to give UConn problems. I think UConn wins the game, but I think Miami covers the five and a half. I think five and a half is too many points. I think Miami has shown through this tournament that their guards can shoot, their guards can handle, and they're a together team. They're a very together team right now, and those teams are dangerous to play in this NCAA tournament. So I, I like Miami plus the five and a half, and I like this game to go over. And then you got to think of two corporate governance, right? Uh, a good CEO, it's like we do on a podcast. Yep. A good CEO so brings the the top people together, right? You're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So yes. what's Larry Nagy going to do? They're both calling P.J. Carlissimo, and P.J. Carlissimo is going to give his honest opinion to both sides. You know, he's an encyclopedia of basketball, right? He's coaching the NBA, right? Larry Nagy is going to bring his son, who's an assistant coach in the NBA. He's going to be some NBA's ideas in the game plan. And Larry Nagy is going to sit back Listen to all these people. Bobby Hurley's going to bring his dad, his brother. He's going to talk to P.J. Carlispo. Uh, Patino, now that he's in the Big East, they'll call Patino and say, yeah. okay, this is going to be good for the Big East to win. What are your thoughts? And Patino will give his, his opinion. Richard Patino. <laughs> this is going to be – so this is going to be a, a really heavyweight, heavyweight matchup. And uh, what – Miami scored in the 80s the last three games. It kind of makes it unique. Because usually in this situation, yeah. a UConn team would just blow everybody out. But this team scores a lot of points. There, There is no way this is going to be a blowout game. And when George Mason went to Final Four, do you remember who they beat in the conference in the uh, regional final? Um, was it in Syracuse? Let me look it up. I think they beat UConn in the regional yes. final. Oh, that's the other old coach. Calhoun. His hands on them. Calhoun, yep. believe me, Hurley's going to call Calhoun. He knows Calhoun, friends with the Calhoun. His dad yep. is friends with Calhoun. There's two, Calhoun. There's two guys Larry will call that have been in the Final Four and won championships. Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah. Jim Behan. Oh, you forgot about Roy Williams, too. Larry Roy Williams. Williams. Another guy. Another guy. So, 
so the the calls that will be made between these two coaches and and heavyweight coaches in the industry right, will right. be will be a lot but Miami's just on a I mean they're on a serious roll right now and the Yukon is too don't get me wrong but yeah. Miami just beat the state of Texas <laughs> in their last two games so they're going in they might be the team that's that's playing with nothing to lose in this game but that, that is just loose and like we're not supposed to be here you know we're 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 the underdog we're the heavy underdog because UConn is the heavy betting favorite to win win the national championship right, right now. But, so Miami is just going to go in and they're plus 1200 to win the national championship so they're just going in with you know what nobody's picking us we're we're the heavy underdog you know what we're just going to play and right, that's a right. dangerous team to play in this situation so do not be surprised if Miami wins this game outright. I'm not. I will not be surprised if they win this game outright. The only reason I think that uh, that Miami can win this game outright is what you said: uh, emotional control. Yep. Yep. Dan Dan Hurley has a meltdown yep. in almost every single game. Game he's up by thirty. He's having a meltdown. He's screaming at people. It, 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 you got to look at the, the reaction of people around them every day. They're like, what, what is he screaming about? You know what I mean? You know, his dad from the crowd saying, calm down, calm down. Take it easy. Yeah. And that translates to the players. You, so, you see the players kind of panic. Yeah. And you do that in this game, uh, Miami will score 10 points. Bam, bam, bam. You're, you're up five, now you're down five. And now you're really having a meltdown. And, and if you, and if you bet, that, that might be the difference in this game. It's just who who keeps their composure most throughout the whole game. And if you bet Miami and they're down by eight to ten early in the second half, don't panic because yeah. they, they just went through this against Texas and came back and won the game, going right. away, going away. So I'm yeah. not, you know, just because it's eight to ten points with 18 minutes left in the game, I, I'm not panicking. I, I just think Miami will chip away, chip away, chip away, and will win the game. They're they're an outstanding shooting team. They're the best shooting team left out of the four teams. Right. Them and Florida Atlantic, I think. So, yeah. um, so that, I, that George Mason run that year, uh, just just because it was epic. I remember that. Uh, it was kind of the same thing with San Diego State, where uh, uh, George Mason was like double digit dogs in all these games. They end up winning Izzo, Michigan State. Then they beat North Carolina. They beat <laughs> Wichita State. The Wichita State had a good team that year. And yep. then they beat uh, UConn in Calhoun, 86-84. Okay. Losing to Yakim Noah. Florida. All five starters of Florida ended up playing, uh, you know, a decade in the NBA. And Horford is still playing. So 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 when you look at Larinaga's path in that year, yeah, Izzo, right, Roy Williams, right, Jim Calhoun, right. Billy Donovan, all Hall of Fame coaches, four huge coaches in college, highly successful. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be fine with strategy. That's why you can't you can't pick UConn in the numbers because strategically. They can go toe to toe, and yep. Miami can score. Yeah, 
Uh, at least I ain't. Experience in falling, they'll fast break, go to the hoop, and get fouled. Larinaga is going to call them. Because, you know, once the ref makes something, Larinaga gets up. He's all playing coach. They have a lot of respect for that. They'll give him a makeup call or whatever to kind of even things out. And uh, so Miami would be fine if the three isn't falling, them going to the hoop every time. And, and, here's, and here's the thing. Why is this spread five and a half? It's strictly because what UConn's done in this tournament. Not anything right. Miami's done. What UConn's done, blowing everybody out. Right. I'm surprised it's not like seven. Right. And it could I wanted jump. it to be ten. I did too. <laughs> I did too. I did. Because <laughs> I'd be like, Miami, boom, done. I'm, I'm going to wait a day or two before I bet it. The side. The total of that. This game, this could, this could be just like the uh, Texas game or the opposite. The Texas game was tied with a minute left, and they lose by seven, eight points. Same thing can happen. And, and the other thing is, what does CBS not want? Two 51-48 games. They don't right. want it. No. And the first game is going to be that maybe. Right. So the second game, you know, they're going to, they're going to, mem- they're going to, somebody's going to go into that ref's locker room and say, guys, we need 160 points in this game. I don't care how it happens. We right. need all, a lot of points. Because the ratings will be will go down, and CBS does not want that. So, you, you got to expect this game is going to be up and down, track meet, back and forth. You know, what I'm thinking too about in-game betting. Um, look in the first half, mm-hmm. how uh, that FAU San Diego State game is being called. Because yep. if, if if they're calling a lot of fouls, that that's going to advantage San Diego State. If yeah. they don't call yeah. a lot of fouls. That's help FAU because FAU says, okay, our three isn't falling because we're in a horrible background. They just take it to the hoop on every play. And that's yeah. what FAU will do. Agreed. Agreed 100%. 100%. Agreed. All right. No, thank you for being generous with your time, Scott. Uh, what no problem. Man, we're low over the final four, man. You, you can't get better analysis than this based off an enormous amount of success. So I'm going to hop off after this. Um, I'm sure we're going to do a live stream Saturday, which I'm which I'm in for. I'm I'm cool right, with thank that. You, so, thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, you know, I my personal opinion is I want to make people as much money as they can because I've made a lot of money in this tournament. Josh has as well. So listen to us, take in the information, bet the totals now. Miami and UConn, I I would wait on the side a day or two. I'm gonna and see where, where it goes. If I see it starting to go down, I'll bet it right then and there. Right. Um, five and a half is a good number to bet Miami. Um, so good luck to everybody. Uh, you know, I hope everybody's had a profitable tournament this year because it's been really good for us. It's been really good for us. And if we can get nailed these last three games, six and oh, we could get to the 70% we want to. So Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have That's to pay extra sports a thousand dollars from guy ninety nine. Just look at the uh, what we're giving you and the reason why. Yes, no doubt. And one of the whys is that what hurt her, her, what uh, Winston Churchill said: "You make a living from your labor, but you make a life long term." Like these coaches, Larnaca, <laughs> you know, all these guys are long term thinking coaches. Hurley, Dustin May, right? Doctor. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Long term, hey, we're gonna make the, he, he's in the final four. You make a living from your labor, what you do every day for work, but you make a life long term from what you give. Thank you for listening to the FTC Podcast Network.